0: And I've heard people say this. You know, you got to treat Advent like a mini Lent. Mm. Uh, We have the color purple. Uh, It is a penitential
1: season. Welcome to the Pints and Fuse podcast. I'm your co host, Dennis.
0: And I'm your other co host, Robert. And we're just a couple of guys talking the Catholic faith
1: over a pint of our favorite beers. So why don't you pour yourself a pint, pull up a chair, and listen in for the next little while? As we take the faith seriously, but not necessarily ourselves. And as always, if you want to take part in the conversation or have an idea for the podcast, leave us a comment or swing by our Facebook page and drop us a message. Dennis, buddy, good evening. Robert, how you doing? We should take that stuff we say beforehand because it is quite funny. But Very blessed. It, it is quite funny. But, but it's a little bit disjointed and kind of kooky. Is the word we'll use kind of like the whole podcast is a little bit disjointed, a little, and a little bit, bit kooky. kooky. I know, no guests tonight, but we have each other, so that's good. And we have a few things to talk about, yeah, so, no guests tonight. So the kooky level
0: is going to be a little bit higher than normal. Is yes, that what you're saying?
1: that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's just two of us. We start to yeah, get a little this, silly as we disjointedness enter. Disjointedness through the roof. We enter our third season shortly and in, in the new year. I can't believe we've been going for a couple of years now, almost. I can't believe people are still listening to us. I know. And the ratings are going through the roof. Well, maybe not through the roof.
0: Yeah, Well, it's a low ceiling. <laughs>
1: it's a very it's a, low ceiling. It's a
0: very, very low ceiling. But yeah, no, God is good. Uh, another beautiful day out there. I nicked out uh, at lunchtime today for about 5-10 minutes uh, to pick up a couple of things. And I couldn't believe how gorgeous the weather was out there today,
1: buddy. For late November, it was absolutely beautiful. For Thanksgiving Day, for our American listeners, right, Robert? So happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners, of course.
0: Yeah, I had completely forgotten that it was uh, American Thanksgiving until I had dropped a a completely unrelated message off to uh, my buddy down in Florida. And he's like, yeah, it's Thanksgiving. I'm sipping mimosas by the pool. And he sends me a picture of... A picture of his glass by the pool with the sun setting over the horizon. Mm, and that I'm That sounds like, beautiful. Yeah, it sounds beautiful until the hurricane rolls through, right?
1: Yeah, I know. But the hurricane season's over, so they don't have to worry about that. Well, we're here. We're, we, we're we digress,
0: and we digress yep. uh, very badly. But a bit of a historic day. It's always seems like it's a historic day here on the podcast, sir. But a, a bit of a historic day here on the podcast, because I think for the first time, you and I, are going to be drinking the same beer,
1: the same beer. That's right, right.
0: And I was going to give you a shout out because last weekend you were in our nation's capital. I was up in yes. Ottawa for a donut hockey tournament. That's right. And your daughter
1: was playing ringette. I hope that they did well. Yeah, they did and, do well. Yes, yes. And it was, uh, and I, you told me to swing by a particular little craft brewery. And I love,
0: I love this brewery.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm excited about tonight's beer. And you're going to you, pronounce it because it's true. Uh, I was going to say, can you pronounce the, the name of the brewery? Kitch. Oh, I'm looking for the name too, and it's not even on there. Kitchissippi. Kitchissippi? Well done. The Kitchissippi
0: Brewery that's uh, between the Peen and Kanata. So just on the western outskirts of Ottawa, I've had a couple of their beers before when I've been through Ottawa. So when I went through last year, I made a point of stopping at the brewery and picking up uh, an assorted two, four, and I think I loved each and every one of them.
1: Oh, And it's it's like Mississippi. Kitchissippi? Is it very, like, that's how I remembered to say it, because it's...
0: it's I, I believe so, and that's exactly the, it's the name the of the yeah. Canadian Indigenous tribe. I'm not sure okay. uh, from which nation they would be, if it's Anishinaabe or Mohawk.
1: That was my next or when, or question. When or the that name
0: that survived, I don't know, so. but I do know it is the Indigenous tribe from the, the yeah. western end of Ottawa there. Uh, I've always loved the beers that I've had from there. And we can't get them out here in the Toronto area. Right? Yeah. That's that's the one thing with craft beers. You When you're traveling, you come across these great craft beers, but you can only kind of get them in a localized area.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes we find them in a the local supermarket. Robert, I know I've found a few of the craft breweries out the other way. London area and Henderson Brewing and, and places and brew little brew pubs like that. I've seen a few in Sobey. So maybe it'll take a while because we do get our yours up in Port Perry. I can get that at my local supermarket. We can get Brock Street, which we've had on the show before. So we do. Maybe maybe out east, maybe Ottawa's a different.
0: Fair enough. I know I've found one time in our local liquor liquor store here uh, from the Vimy Brewing Company, which is also out of Ottawa.
1: Those uh, were nice beers. Those I were
0: absolutely fantastic. Picking well. those
1: up one time last summer or something. I love those beers.
0: Yeah, so they were great. I've also really loved the, the Kitchissippi beers. I haven't had this one yet, though. So why don't we open? You've already opened. I'm going to crack mine open here, too, sir, and we'll give it a pour. I've and already so, drank half mine. So if you wanted to to let the listeners know the name of this one from the Kitchissippi beer as I pour mine.
1: This is a German Phil Dunkel Lager. It was a little feel. bit darker than I anticipated.
0: Well, it's a dunkel. It's supposed to be dark.
1: Okay, just like a dunkel kind of day. Exactly. This was a this was a dunkel kind of day because of the fog. Hey, beautiful, beautiful color.
0: Beautiful color. Hey, look at the glass I've got going.
1: Oh no way! That's really strange.
0: Okay, we planned to have the same beer, but we didn't plan to have the same Guinness glass. Uh, again, another shout out to uh, my ho- co-host Dennis here, who also provided me with the. The nice oh, that's right Guinness. I forgot about I'll spin it now that we're talking about it on the show I usually have the label pointed away because it's not the same as the the beer but we both have a nice Guinness Pint glass on the go mm. with our our German filled Dunkel really looking
1: forward to this It's got a great color oh you that, know it just it smells brown. great it's got a great color you know it's gonna taste good. It's a little uh, bit heavier than normal. We? What was it? 5.3, you said, Robert, I think?
0: 5.3? Yeah. That's that's not huge. That's so, not bad. So that's good. It's been a while. Why don't you say grace before beer for us there, sir? Great. Are you going to? Yeah. Do you, do, you yeah. Have a, do you have a copy of it there in front of you?
1: No, not in front of me.
0: Well, then I guess instead of waiting for you to dig it up, well, I, don't know, I just do the grace before That'd beer. Be and then yeah. uh, next time you'll be ready to go.
1: I can do it. Yep. Next All time. right.
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Bless, O Lord, this creature beer, which Thou hast deigned to produce from the fat of grain, that it may be a salutary remedy to the human race, and grant, through the invocation of Thy holy name, that whoever shall drink it may gain health in body, and peace in soul. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the the Father, and of the Son, Son, and of the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen cheers buddy cheers oh that is nice ah uh, that is nice mm. it's a dunkel lager so it's it's got a crispness of a lager it does yes it's not you get some dunkels so you get some of the the dark brown are a little bit smokier sometimes mm-hmm. this one isn't i'm not getting too much smoke out of this one, but it tastes like very much a traditional German dunkel.
1: Yeah, it's got, it's a little, it's a little sharp, not in a bad way, but a little sharp taste to it. I like it. It's, it's something you don't have. I think, you know, this is kind of a a different kind of taste to my normal lagers. I think I'm looking usually, you know, experience the German, no, the German and the other European light colored lagers. This is a, darker one i'm trying to get the notes what are you tasting on your palate right now robert beer are you (laughs) getting (laughs) caramel
0: i'm getting whatever's written on there i don't that's one of those things and i think i've mentioned it on the show before to get into the notes of caramel or honey or this or that i don't really pick up a whole lot of that kind of stuff i think it's because my sense of smell isn't the greatest i know
1: and i've been fighting a little bit of a cold
0: but it does have that warmness to it mm-hmm. again without being smoky,
1: yeah, which it's is nice.
0: very enjoyable. It's very nice. So,
1: well, this I, is going to go down well
0: again, Kitchissippi. Thank you very much for thank you, Kitchissippi, and thank you, Dennis, for picking that up. My yes. only regret right now, uh, because you picked up a great Christmas 12 pack, assorted 12 pack. So, there was I know, assorted, completely. yeah. I wish there was at least one more of those. Yes. Right? Like that's the, and again, that's the problem with it being so far away. Unless you wanted to pay huge amounts in shipping to have it sent here, that's the only one of those that we're going to have until the next time one of us is in Ottawa. I
1: know. And the thing is, too, you wonder why they just, you know, it'd be nice if they almost doubled them up and made the six. So if you tasted one you really loved, you're like, oh, I'm going to save this for the last. Or um, maybe they'd... if you had
0: bought each of us two of the 12 taster packs, we could have doubled up. Exactly. The- Lesson learned.
1: So, what do so, we got on the show tonight? Well, Everywhere. I
0: wanted to ask you, buddy Dennis, do you think it's too early for me to go around saying Happy New Year? <laughs> I don't know, and and, and Happy I New Year would be a bit ha- odd, eh? Happy New Year would be a little bit odd, especially since we're kind of the the end of November. Like you said, it's Thanksgiving down uh, in the United States. Our our brothers and sisters to the south of us here, but mm-hmm. when you think about it, this Sunday, that's right. Happy New Year! It's the Catholic New Year on that's Sunday, right. first Sunday of Advent.
1: Yeah. Oh, with the old and with the new, you're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so are, are you making any new year spiritual resolutions? And I'm putting
1: you on the spot. We didn't even mention that before. Oh, no, yeah. I maybe I won't put my lights up until oh, too late for that. <laughs> too, too, so was, too
0: late for that. Yeah, I've been
1: well, I haven't done my house yet, just the classroom there. But I did uh, remove baby Jesus because you did remind me of that, except yeah, you, I forgot where I put him, but I'll find it. I probably put up somewhere.
0: I think I saw like, baby Jesus on the desk in your classroom. But, oh, perfect. Yeah, at least, okay. you, you took him out of the stable. Mm. But that's the thing, though, too, sometimes with our Advent decorations is, you know, people say, oh, you can't put it out until Advent. Well, it's all this spo- stuff supposed to magically appear at midnight, right, on the first day Exactly, of yes, yes. Thank and you.
1: what about the tree itself? That's another thing. I would like to get mine up a little. Now, I depends if you go natural or do you go artificial. Because artificial, I mean, you can put that up anytime really. But, I mean, if you have a natural tree, you don't put it up. You, you can't put it up before. Advent begins, correct? It just won't last that long.
0: It won't last that long. I mean, you have to be putting all kinds of water. We usually get a natural <laughs> tree.
1: Yeah. So when would you put it up?
0: Usually the first weekend of Advent. Oh, you do? Okay. And it, that, it lasts. We, it's not right. out. Yeah. Okay. But this year, Advent's going to be the longest it's ever been.
1: Okay. That's right. Well, yes. Because of Christmas course. is
0: actually on a Sunday. And we're going to talk yeah. about that a little bit later. A little, yes, bit, a little later. bit later. But yeah, so with Advent being so long, I say we always aim for the first week of Advent. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple years where 22nd, 23rd of December, it's like, yeah, we better go find
1: us a tree. Oh my God, that's right. Fine. Yeah. And so no, but if you put it out that list. early, Robert, it's, I mean, by the time you're taking that out, and that's another thing that, you know, my mother, and I don't know if you were the same. I mean, you could not take that tree down before Little Christmas, the epiphany. Don't you dare take that down. Yeah. Don't you dare take that down right after Christmas. No way.
0: No, it's got to step into the epiphany, Yeah, even though the city is coming by to pick up Christmas trees on like the 2nd of January. So what are you going to do with this tree now
1: that you've had up until the 6th? They make two runs usually. We're lucky because they'll make that second run after the epiphany. But by by the time you're taking that, I don't know if you've noticed that, but it is dry. Dry. It is a fire hazard. Those needles are dropping everywhere on the way out.
0: Yes, they are. Now, we have a, a great stand, and I can't even remember where I picked this up,
1: Yeah, but it's got too, yeah.
0: like a gallon bucket yeah, on the bottom I of speak
1: it. Too, yeah, Right. big
0: two, yeah. But I'm still down there, especially the first Those couple days when it's really thirsty. It sucks all kinds of water. Oh,
1: they suck up water, don't they? I couldn't believe how much, the first time we got a, a real tree, how much water gets sucked up on a regular basis.
0: Now, you almost need to just run a hose from the sink. Mm-hmm. Right, but yeah. We aim to put our tree up on the first Sunday of Advent. Get it up, let it kind of unfold a little. Yeah, bit let and, unfold and it unfold for a couple decorated. hours. Yep. Do you have any other special Advent it, traditions that you've got about on the
1: go? I the Advent press. calendar. I mean, that's something that we. Do you have you put one up or? Uh,
0: my mom got one for my son. Okay. Right. the The Advent calendar, where you open the little yeah. door and you get the chocolates yeah, out. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 And I remember as a little kid, when I was little, I am saying little three, four years old, my, kind of my earliest memories, we had something like an advent calendar hung in the kitchen. It was like a ribbon of felt mm. and it had 24 hard candies. Like, you know, the hard mint candies and the plastic cellophane wrappers and yeah, it, yeah. 24 of those. Well, and then you would get one each day and it would get closer to the top, to the star at the top for Christmas. And I think that lasted until I was three or four, maybe five, and my sister would have been two. Good memory. She, she choked on the hard candy mm. and that was the end of that one. Yeah,
1: the hard candy doesn't sound like a very good idea.
0: No, but that was, you know, the, the typical old school British Canadian back back in the day.
1: Yeah. Now do you put star or angel on top of the tree? We have an angel. Okay. We have an angel that goes on top of the tree.
0: I like to think that that was my wife's angel on her tree, uh, when we were engaged and she had her own little apartment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if we got that or we got that the first year we were married like our still first Christmas strong. together wow. and it's still going strong. And there's mm. always, yeah. Coming back to the tree, there's certain little ornaments that
1: yeah, have ornaments come are... from
0: year in and year out. Uh, we've yeah. got our standard set of, and most of them are like the, the red glass ornaments, shiny red yeah, uh, Christmas balls hung on the tree, but there's other little ornaments from different years yeah, or different gifts. Um, again, for the first Christmas that we were married, uh, the guy that was my best ma'am, his wife at the time, because everyone was getting married at the same time. So what she would do for a couple's first Christmas is she would take the wedding picture from our thank you card. And she cut that into a circle and she p- glued that somehow into like a half Christmas ball and then put other stuff on it made a little oh, decoration. Nice. Uh, so we still have that. And so that's 20s. This will be year 26 for that one going on the tree wow that's nice we have uh baby's first Christmas for
1: our son from yeah his have... first Christmas so you mm-hmm. would have three of those we have, we've got those yeah and uh, little Christmas school little decoration kind of Christmas ornaments maybe no that yeah yeah well my like wife was a kindergarten yeah.
0: teacher for 25 years so yeah. the the number of school related school themed Christmas ornaments that we have on the go, um, and the
1: homemade ones that the kids, you know, that Michael made and the kids made and stuff, those are all on the tree too. Over the years, the oh, ones that, that lasted.
0: yeah, the ones that last exactly. Some of those from nursery school didn't make it through one Christmas. But no, because... you're
1: absolutely right. It's a it's a great time of year. It's a great time for you know prayer. It's a great time for almsgiving. Not so great time for fasting though. That that's maybe <sighs> that's what I got to work on this year, Robert, because that's one thing. You know, I'll give you your fasting and Lent, but. I don't know, Advent's very difficult. Very yeah. difficult to fast for these four weeks. I don't know. I mean, if you can do it, that's great, but boy, there's a lot of food around and oh for sure. For sure. And I Eggnog. threw that out there in the
0: in the show notes.
1: Yeah. Um that and I've heard
0: people say this. You know, you gotta treat Advent like a mini lent. Mm. Uh, we have the color purple going on. Right. in the church uh, the liturgical color is purple for the season uh, it is a penitential season uh, as much as we're gearing up for Christmas and we're getting excited for the coming of the Christ child and the joy that that brings we need to be reminded of why Christ had to come in the first place mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's because no we're but that sinners. is something we we need redemption
1: absolutely but that's something I you know I totally forget in terms of penitential season because Unfortunately, there's so much to do. There's so much running around. There's so many different little socials. One is going to the eggnog. Everybody loves a you know a little rum and eggnog now. Time not season, everybody. So... No, not a big no. rum and egg.
0: No, I can't, for whatever oh. reason, I can't stomach eggnog. Is that right? Oh, no, I love I love a, a good have eggnog. I'll have a little, have a little rum every now and again, but yeah no, yeah, no no eggnog. Thank you.
1: But absolutely, almsgiving for sure. We have to remember those less fortunate at this time of the year. You know, St. Vincent de Paul within our churches does such great work around this time of the year, Robert. So we have to remember them with, you know, the collection plate. And I, I'm sure, you know, most Catholics do step up at this time.
0: Yeah, And like you say, so those first two, prayer and almsgiving, are very easy at this Mm -hmm. time because, again, we're focused on that. We're focused on Christ's coming. We're focused, uh, like we said at the top of this segment, you know, Happy New Year. It is Catholic New Year Mm -hmm. and time for New Year's resolutions. So, yeah, let's up our prayer life during this time. Right. And let's up our almsgiving during this time. And not just within the Church, like you said, the St. Vincent de Paul Society, but we see that in society at large, it seems like all of the big corporations are coming out, or the the mass media are coming out with their fundraisers and you know, mm-hmm. toy drives and, and Salvation to...
1: Army, of course, has their you know little Christmas kettles, of course, which are yeah, and that's going back course. to my
0: roots through my yep. mom. My mom grew up Sally Ann. That's right. Yeah. And so uh that's easy, but again, like you say, fasting.
1: Oh, that's. Fast,
0: In December, so, well, again, it's Thanksgiving weekend for our friends down in the States, our listeners down in the States, Thanksgiving weekend. For me, Thanksgiving, I put my turkey eating pants on. It's hard to remember the fasting as we
1: begin that. But but the great thing about the American Thanksgiving now, it ends, doesn't, it ends, you know, the whole weekend will end on the Sunday when you can begin Advent and, and fasting. But I wonder how many people actually realize that, that whole you know, fasting and mini Lent and penitential. And, and I don't know, think a lot of Catholics are aware of that. I don't think I was aware of that too, Robert, until you had mentioned that maybe a couple of years ago. And certainly the fasting part, I don't, like it. it's, that is really difficult and all joking aside, but it is difficult to, I find it much easier in Lent when you've got your, you know, your prescribed Fridays and you certainly Ash Wednesday, Good Friday, but I just don't know when you would, I I mean you would do it probably on the Fridays of Lent of Advent, I guess. Is that what you're talking about? Or just yeah. in general throughout Advent?
0: I mean, you could do just in general. You could make a more conscientious effort, say Monday to Friday, to reduce your food intake because you know at the Christmas parties on Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday, right. you know, you will be eating a little bit more. You go with the usual penitential days of fasting of Wednesday and Friday. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's just a good way to counterbalance the joy of feasting, yeah, even you within do. the Advent season. So you spend a couple of days during the week. Uh, I said Wednesday and Friday, but you could maybe pick Tuesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. You pick a couple of days of fasting during the week, and that will just help remind you of the joy that comes from feasting as we celebrate the coming of Christ, as we move our way through Advent, towards Christmas,
1: right?
0: which kind of brings me to another idea. As we move through Advent, when you're out and about, do you still say Merry Christmas, even though it's not the Christmas season?
1: Yeah, I would still say it. I mean, if if, if people are in the shops and it's all decorated and stuff, I, I would say I wouldn't probably go out of my way right now, but if, if somebody said it to me, I would certainly say it in return.
0: So you wouldn't say, you know, miserable Advent to you? <laughs> dinner like (laughs) no and and i say that to laugh no i'm quite all right with saying merry christmas i think like you just said if someone were to say it i would respond back
1: right in kind um or respond back with a happy holidays or season's greetings instead because you don't want to you know offend anybody with merry christmas no, oh, I'm joking. i
0: joking. I wouldn't worry about No, either way. No, here's the the flip side of that. Are you going to say Merry Christmas right through the epiphany? Mm,
1: good point.
0: When it actually is the Christmas season. Christmas,
1: that's right. Yeah. Well, Easter season's the same way. We say Easter, and then we stop saying, you know, Happy Easter on the Sunday, and that's just the beginning, is it not? It, right? It's just the beginning. You got yeah. 50 more days to go. 50 more days of that. Yeah. Just as
0: as we wrap up this this segment, there's one last thing just with regards to Advent and Christmas I wanted to touch upon. And I mentioned it towards the beginning. This year, Christmas is on Sunday. Right. So how does that work for Mass? Mm. And I had someone going a couple weeks ago. Been a while, yeah. It was actually our choir director. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about this. And I said to her, "Yeah, you have to do two Masses that Sunday. And she's looking and says, yeah, no, the Christmas Mass is at 10 a.m. and then you still have to do the regular 11 a.m. right afterwards. And she's going, really? I said, yeah, because you've got to do Christmas because it's Christmas, Holy Day of Obligation, but it's also Sunday. You've got a Sunday day of of Obligation as Mm -hmm. well. So you need to do the two Masses back to back. (laughs) And hook, line, and sinker.
1: How did she feel about oh, that? She, she, she wasn't there see yeah, the
0: but... wheel starting to turn. as said, how am I going to pull this off? And that's a lot of music to put together. But truth of the matter, yeah, I just wanted to, to get this out there uh, because people will start asking this question. I think a lot of people will start asking the question around December 20th, like the third right. week of Advent. How is this going to work? Because Christmas falls on a Sunday, you only need to go to Mass once.
1: That's it. Yeah. So whether I would you imagine go, that Christ- would suffice. But you have to give but you have to give two collections, Robert. Your Sunday collection and your Christmas and offering. Your Christmas. At least at least there'll be two envelopes and we'll we'll of course we'll put in for both. But I would imagine they'd still have both collections, correct? I think I'd if well, I look well, at my envelopes. And because it's the, the end of the month, there's probably the third for the
0: maintenance fund or something like that. So something there's probably like that. three three envelopes going. Building fund
1: thrown in there too. And for another
0: podcast, we'll share about how, you know, the envelope I put in is always empty, but that's for another podcast. That's for another podcast. That's for another podcast. (laughs) But wanted to move on to our next segment here. And we've done this segment a number of times on the podcast where we share some of our favorite saint quotes, but we came up with a name for it. Last time we finally, yes, we after did. a year, we finally came up with a name for I think you came up
1: with this name, Robert. I like it. It's got a little bit of alliteration to it as well.
0: So we're going to call this segment, Saintly Sayings.
1: Good. Saintly Sayings. How because long did it, it take you to come up with that?
0: It probably just came out of nowhere. Okay. So it wasn't something that we were thinking about and it just, all of a sudden we were talking, yeah, you know, we got to have a name for this segment. And I think we came up with like three ideas and that was one of them and it
1: just... We should probably copyright that. <laughs> yeah. You know, the reason I say that is because when we, had, when we had Sean on, and uh, I love listening to his show, Sean Lynn, you you got me onto that. A dram with friends, and he says, I'll pull you, pour yourself a dram. And I'm thinking, okay, you didn't even know that we started off very similar to Sean. And it, it sounds like, obviously, we don't do copyright on these things, nor does mm. Sean, but I like the beginning of his because it sounds an awful lot like ours, except he's got a little bit of Irish music going. So maybe for a third season, we move into like the Irish music, although I do oh. like our music that we both chose.
0: Yeah, Well, we'll have to get some some kind of music to introduce the, the saintly sayings portions. Right. And again, we rambled so much as we were talking about Advent. I know, I know that we have two saintly sayings two quotes each but i'm looking at the time because we still have our other new segment to. yeah get we want to stump that. the chump
1: so-, so we can't forget that we've got to stump robert again although we, it's very difficult to do and we do have some probably shout outs at the end so yeah why don't we do you want to do one saint each and yeah yeah
0: let's do one saying
1: each and, and we'll save the other saints yeah who wants to go first i will go first
0: you will go first okay
1: mm-hmm. I will read my saint, or you read your saint? You read yours, because I want to read mine to you. Okay. So I'm going to go with the first one, St. Gianna Barretta Molla. um, Mm -hmm. Italian saint. Contemporary saint. um, Beautiful saint. Beautiful saint. We can talk a little bit about her, too. I don't know many people whose children have gone to their canonization. Like that wouldn't happen very often, correct, Robert? If close to ever, like you yeah. because
0: generally the time between when one dies and the whole process for canonization takes quite a long time. Yeah. And you, your yeah. name can't even be put forward to begin the process for five years.
1: Okay. Right. Yeah.
0: And that kind of makes me think of St. John Paul the Great, just how quickly the process how quickly he went, yeah. happened. Like that was exceptional that it happened so quickly, so that most of the time a lot of these saints that are being named by the Church, we really don't know of because they weren't in our lifetime.
1: They weren't in our lifetime. And St. Mother Teresa was pretty quick as well, too, exactly. wasn't she? Exactly,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, like you say, St. Gianna Beretta Mola, to have her children present at her canonization mass, that is special, and it's exceptional. Yeah. Brings a whole new meaning to the. Oh, well, you should! My mother's really a saint. Yeah, in this case, they could honestly say that. They, they could honestly you know? say that. But I think also very fitting that her children were were there, considering the fact that she gave up her life, so
1: that her child could live. Her, her, so her daughter could live. Who, in fact, did become a doctor in the end too, which is kind of cool. But she's went on. She, one of her quotes or one of her sayings, saintly sayings, I have here, or bears one earns paradise with one's daily task, and I think it's easy to get caught up in you know a lot of different things that we need to do or we have to do but in the end it's just it's living your 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 daily tasks isn't it living them for your family for your job for your work but above all for god right just doing the daily things not being extra special or extraordinary
0: yeah yeah and as you're saying that you're making me think of, of two other great saint quotes as well um the first being sent to de you know, the do little, little things, do little things with great love, right? Right, and it's all about the little way. The it's little all point. about yeah. doing, like you say, with St. Janna, doing those daily tasks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: not complaining, not moaning,
1: right? But, and this driving kids here and there, and you know, doing the dishes and making dinner and stuff like that. You know, the regular routine, right? right.
0: And then the other one, I believe it's. Uh, St. Teresa of Avila, from Spain, or Avila.
1: Yeah, Avila. St. Teresa of Avila, yep. Yeah.
0: God is to be found amidst the pots and pans.
1: I love that. Did we ever put that on? Because I really love that quote.
0: I can't remember if we put that. I know I've used it before in in different places. I've seen that
1: in one of the books, one of the missiles, and I just love that. Exactly. Just the ordinariness of it all. Just
0: roll up your sleeves and get your hands into the dishwasher. Get it done.
1: And there's God right there beautiful
0: just that daily task and I mean again my wife in her infinite wisdom and and mm-hmm. she's just absolutely amazing for this whenever I do start to moan about say doing the dishes mm-hmm. she's like don't complain about having to do the dishes it means you had food to eat
1: yeah good good lesson Robert right? that's a really good point for all of us
0: And just, again, like I say, just the Mm -hmm. wisdom that that comes out of that. And it is in doing those little daily tasks that you're building up your your sanctity.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because if you are looking to become a saint in the extraordinary, in the spectacular, Mm -hmm. are you doing it because you're looking to become a saint, or are you doing it because you're looking to get the attention?
1: Mm -hmm. Right,
0: that's the yeah. the other thing. The humility has to to come into that.
1: To enter into it, yeah,
0: yes. Some people are called to do great things, uh, but most of us are called just to do the the little daily the little things, things, and we need to do that in all humility, right? And so, as you were saying this, also to kind of made me think about the quote here that I wanted to share mm-hmm. with you, and like I said I wanted to read this. Is I think you go through this daily when you and I are having conversations you're funny (laughs) I think daily anytime I show up at your classroom door and I open my mouth going through your mind is this great quote from Saint Jose Maria Escriva don't say that person annoys me think that person sanctifies me
1: yeah and I have heard that quote before and I love that yeah because every time you see my
0: face you say that person
1: sanctifies me you know what robert i know i know we joke around certainly with each other and we we do you know i do enjoy but, our talks and stuff but there are people that we do cross paths with on a regular basis and sometimes drives me we bananas. Have to real yeah exactly but sometimes we have to realize that they are bringing closer us closer to god if we you know can take the time with them and sometimes we are short with people or short with students or short with family members and I have to remember that, that that person, by doing this, by anointing, is actually sanctifying me. I love that quote. That's very good.
0: And as you're saying that, uh, again, thinking about some great wisdom I heard not too long ago, say it was maybe about two weeks, three weeks ago, I heard this this great wisdom. I was going on about somebody who was driving me around the bed. Bonkers, yep. Just driving me up the wall, spiking my blood pressure to the point where I was getting nosebleeds. And this person out of their infinite wisdom said to me, You're not called to like that person. You're called to love that person. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that just stopped me in my tracks. Uh, like I'm almost getting teary-eyed now thinking about it. Uh so it just true. stopped me in my tracks. And it was just like, yeah, I don't have to like what but I'm uh, that person or, or what they're doing, but I'm called to love them and to help them grow. Um, and so for that, Dennis, I thank you for. Pointing that out to me.
1: And uh, and I think, yeah, and, and certainly uh, vice versa as well. And of course, I mean, no, but you're
0: the one who actually said that to me.
1: Oh, was I really? Okay. It, you were you were actually <laughs> the one who that. said
0: that to me. Uh, and yeah. it stopped me right in my tracks. I thought it was somebody famous
1: reason. you were going to quote there, Robert. And I, I, I it is somebody qual- famous. Uh, I had, had one borrowed of the co hosts of the Pines and Pews podcast. podcast. I had borrowed that quote because I had read that quote somewhere. And I thought that's such a good point because we're not going to really. As we go through life, we're not going to like everybody, we can't, but we're called to love everybody, and of course, that's the founder of the Opus Dei um organization, Saint uh, Jose Maria Escriva. Who's those people do a lot of great work in the world, too? Robert, yeah. and they uh, do it in their regular work in their regular day, right? I just was like just the gonna say, the, just like the first quote, <laughs> Opus Dei, the work of God, one's daily task, isn't that how weird yeah. that we talk? things are really going weird tonight? We're kind of in sync. Like we
0: said, the kooky level when it's just the two of us,
1: the kooky level goes way up. up. It's that time of the night. It's that time of the show for stump. I gotta change stump to chomp. We gotta get we got you were we did change it. We did. did. What in the what in the church? (laughs) We've gotta get the right pause. Okay. Let's do that again one more time. What in the church? Is that good? What in the church, church is is that? that?
0: And again, yeah, we got to like get that. some kind of music. We got to get too. a couple, yeah, music yeah, I, for that. I don't have the time or the talent for that. But if there's a listener out there who could, you know, throw something together in about thirty seconds for both saintly sayings and what in the church is that is that? that we could kind of play at the beginning of the segments, uh, it pays absolutely
1: nothing. Absolutely no. It, w- it actually. May actually, it will pay. We,
0: we'll swag pay it'll pay you a pints and pews ball cap. Yeah. If you could put something together for us, uh, because that's just beyond our talent. Uh, mm-hmm. Dennis and I are the voices of the show, uh, and it doesn't get much better than that. The
1: voice of reason. Okay. So Viaticum yeah, no, the- and aspergillum. How does those, do those want to tackle those two, Robert, tonight? Viaticum oh. and Mass those are the ones
0: that you brought oh, we out did last, those last time.
1: week, did we? Oh, okay, I'm reading yeah, along. that was That's our, our inaugural
0: here. run at uh, what in the wasn't, church? Is
1: that you know what? It's very hard to stump you because I, I'm thinking tonight it's going to be tough, but we'll we'll we're going to gradually go up to really really difficult. Yeah, so the one first of, one is. It's, and I, it's one of before
0: you get into that. Like it's yeah. one of those where because you and I have been teaching religion for so long, and between the work that the students hand into us when we ask them to do projects uh, and between our own passion and reading and wanting to get to know the subject. Uh, it's just a little bit more in our wheelhouse to know right. some of these things. That it Just is. what it is.
1: Right. Well, it's always exciting too. Cause I remember what? when you ever come by and you always share one of these, you know, uh, obscure words, we'll call them. I mean, we're always learning. Right. So the first one is, and I'm going to, Apologize beforehand for You're the gonna pronunciation. You're going to butcher the pronunciation on this one, No, I think I'm going to try because it's Italian, so I might have a shot here. Let's see how it goes. A zucchetto or zucchetto. 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 Well, he's taking a sip of beer, folks, so he yep, doesn't look too panicking. A,
0: uh, we'll, we'll just limber up here before we go in. <laughs> it
1: looks uh, like he may zucchetto. have something for us. Is that with two Cs? Two C's? No, uh I think yeah, I think it is two C's and two T's. And two T's. Yes. Okay.
0: Do you have a particular color in mind? Uh it could be
1: white, purple, or red. Uh ah, which one did you want to talk about first? Uh let's talk about the white one. The white
0: one first?
1: The white one first.
0: So the white zucchetto, like all things liturgical garments white. Belongs to the Holy Father.
1: The Holy Father. Yes, it does.
0: Um, back in the salad days of my life uh, as a teenager where it was all kinds of fun to poke fun at the church, mm-hmm. I would have called that the Pope's beanie.
1: The Pope's beanie. Yeah.
0: That's, that's what I would have called it. So it's the, the small, round, silk skullcap. Right. That the the Pope or any bishop wears. The Pope's is white. Right. Right. Uh the Pope's is white, the cardinal is red, and a bishop is purple. Exactly. Right. Uh skull cap looks like the, the Jewish uh.
1: Yarmulke. Yarmulke. Yeah, yeah. Right?
0: And I want—I've never looked into the history behind it. I don't know if you looked into the history as you were looking up. the Well, word. just
1: just briefly, and you've you've got it all there, Robert. And it, the word zucchetto comes from the Italian for little gourd or pumpkin. And I don't know if it's got that shape to it or not. I never thought about that, but it all—it obviously is the close-fitting ecclesiastical skull cap worn by the Pope, white, the Cardinals red, and bishops purple. So, so that's because job. the
0: Pope wears it on his
1: pumpkin. He wears on his pumpkin. He's three for three, folks.
0: And and I've got two stories, if you'll indulge me here. Two stories uh, about that. Um, The first one, oh, and I wish I could remember which popes we're talking about now. Uh, Later on, so like 20th century popes. I shouldn't be sharing the story because I can't remember who it was. But one
1: of... Well, give us a time frame and we can probably...
0: Late 20th century. I don't know if it was... I don't think Paul it was, the sixth. I don't know if it was Paul the sixth.
1: John, I know Paul it was. I? I know.
0: I know it wasn't. No, no, earlier, and I know it wasn't John the St. John the twenty third. It it's could have been one of the, the piouses before.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, any, one of them, as a child, the family knew mm-hmm. the Holy Father.
1: Yeah, you gave me this CD. This CD. This was a great. Yeah, CD so I know you know there. the story. Yeah, this is So I guess story. it
0: would be it would be Paul the sixth because mm-hmm. the CD was about the was by the Chamberlain who was. Chamberlain right. to Saint Paul the Sixth to John Paul the First and Saint John Paul the Second, So right. we're talking about Saint Paul the Sixth here. And as a child, his parents were friends with the Holy Father. Somehow I can't remember what the relationship was. He was about seven. Mm-hmm. And so they're visiting the the Pope's palace. And as any rambunctious seven year old would do, not following any of the rules or decorum. He goes and sits on the papal throne, and people are going, oh, what are you doing? And I'm sure his parents were absolutely mortified. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You can't. And the Pope at the time said, no, no, it's okay, it's okay, just let him be. And the Pope at the time actually took his zucchetto off his own head and put it on the child's head as he sat on the papal throne. I
1: mm. remember that story, yeah.
0: But like what great foreshadowing is that?
1: Mm-hmm. And didn't he say something like he, No, maybe that was wrong. That he. Would no, pope I think something day.
0: was said. Oh, maybe, maybe he'll be pope one day. Yeah, yeah. And sure yeah. enough, it happened. Now, it the happened. second story I have from that, a little bit more fun, uh, was during World Youth Day 2002, and people were asked to volunteer. So, World Youth Day 2002 was here in Toronto, yeah. and people around the parishes in the Toronto area were. Asked to volunteer in different roles. And one of the roles uh, that people were asked to volunteer for is if you had like a larger sedan, was to act like an Uber. And this was in the days before Uber, but to act as an Uber. So to go to the hotel and pick up bishops or cardinals Mm -hmm. or whoever and take them from the hotel to wherever they had to be for that day and then hang around and then take them back to the hotel. Right. An acquaintance of ours was doing this, and this person picked up two cardinals from their hotel. I can't remember who the cardinals were. I don't think it was even, I mean, this is 20 years ago, so if it was shared, it's long since forgotten. Mm -hmm. And they got somehow got on the subject of zucchettos. So there's the two cardinals in the back and the person driving, and the three of them are chatting about the zucchettos. And the person driving in all innocence said, oh, I thought that hat was just to cover your bald spot. Much to the delight of the two cardinals in the back, they just started killing themselves laughing. And then the one cardinal turns to the other and says, I guess one of us needs a bigger zucchetto."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Good sense of humor, right, for the cardinals.
0: So you know, lot lots of fun. So there's the zucchetto. Not to be confused with zucchini.
1: No, the zucchetto because it's a little pumpkin or gourd. The next one is one um, I'm sure you probably will get, but we're gonna give it anyhow. The thurible, and correct me if I'm mispronouncing that, Robert, the thurible, no, pretty good. Okay. What is the thurible, Robert?
0: The thurible. Is attached to the long chain, it's the, the bowl that you burn the incense in.
1: Good. The metal sensor is suspended on one or more chains, which is used to hold the burning incense. Excellent. Actually,
0: I saw this the other day, and it was it was the whole it was a one into all of the different parts of the thurible.
1: Right? Oh wow. So so this is there the metal is... Con, so this is the metal part that I guess the chains are attached to. And of course the thurible is swung during and I'm reading from this the thurible is swung during liturgical services the sweet smelling smoke from the aromatic incense rises symbolizing our prayers rising to God. Yes. So don't complain about the burning incense in mass next time, people. If you are do, if you were one of those people, because I love the smell of incense in mass, Robert.
0: Oh, I absolutely love the smell of incense as well. And I think we were talking about this on a recent episode as we well. Were, I think, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of symbolism that goes into the thurible as well. Uh, so you would have three outside chains, mm-hmm. right? And those three outside chains. And sometimes there'll even be three pearls on each chain that signify the Holy Trinity. Okay. Right. The middle one that goes up now, because you have to be able to raise the lid to, uh, up. Raise
1: it up. Yep. Yep.
0: Right? Is the same as, again, the notion of ascending and ascension. Of course. To, to open that up. And like you say, the smoke rising to heaven with our prayers and the, the sweet scent of our prayers.
1: Mm-hmm. rising to heaven. Nice. And they I love the way they it's always got that rhythmic the clinking back and forth you know yeah. on the altar on the congregation on the yeah. priest.
0: As an altar server I used to love being the thurifer.
1: Okay. Right. So the who therifer, holds the thurible.
0: Who holds the thurible? And whenever it was my turn to be the thurifer when I had to go back into the sacristy to put the charcoal in I'd always make sure I put some incense in already. Let's just get it started for Father. So I would throw a couple scoops of incense into the bottom and then throw the charcoal in. So it was already smoking by the time I brought it out. And then by the time Father put the incense in on top of that, I, you could hardly see out of the sanctuary
1: because <laughs> it was the, like the, the fog I drove oh, through, tonight. Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: Oh, uh, you know, I, I, well, I love the four, smells. Four for four, Robert. We're gonna try it. We're gonna go a little bit difficult next time. It won't be next time, but it'll be the time after next, right? The after the next week's show. You're gonna have to start going outside of the words that you already know. I well, you know what? I think I know. I don't Zuc- know if I knew, yeah. Zucchetto is probably out there. That's a word that's that, Zucchetto nope. Zuc- Zuc- I knew, yeah. Aspergillum, I, I yeah, I knew what I knew it had a name. I don't know if I knew that one. Thurible only because you had mentioned it and Viaticum I I I knew that just because of last rights and stuff. Okay, I guess we're almost done here. Any shout-outs this week, Robert? You always have a shout-out or two. Yeah, so we're in the thick of the World Cup of
0: Soccer. It started a few days ago. And our Team Canada, first time in 36 years, first time since 1986.
1: 1986, which I watched them score no goals 38 years ago, six years ago.
0: Yeah, and it was kind of my beginning introduction to, to footy at that time. But So Canada's returned to that. I wanted to give a shout-out to all of the athletes who have, and it's not just the soccer athletes. Uh, Mm -hmm. You see it a lot more, I think, with the soccer maybe because it's a lot of Latin American countries. Uh, But I've seen it with some of our Canadian soccer players as well and as well as some of the Europeans that will cross themselves, that will make the sign of the cross, Mm-hmm. as an expression of their faith in public and this is really on the one of the world's greatest stages at the world cup of soccer is you will see players doing this and i think it's just a great witness to the faith
1: absolutely publicly, we, see we see it in soccer we see it in baseball with latino players as well so yeah we do see it in a number of sports
0: uh, i remember growing up the first time i noticed it growing up i uh, was watching the montreal canadians and again my Childhood idol of Guy Lafleur,
1: making the sign of the cross as the game was beginning. I I didn't know Guy Lafleur did that. Okay, I used to watch him as well.
0: And then another very world-renowned athlete that I would see do this was Usain Bolt, as he would get get into the blocks to start a race.
1: Wow, the great Jamaican sprinter.
0: Right. So like I said, it's not just within the world of soccer, within the world of football. Mm -hmm. Like you said, the baseball as well. Hockey, sprinting.
1: Yeah. Right. And Hockey just I don't kind see of so uh, much. Well, I, maybe with the I Montreal remember. Canadians, not so much with the Leafs. I didn't see that as much. But well, go again, on. the it's
0: a that's a cultural yeah, and generational a cultural thing, yeah. thing. Right. Yeah, because sure. back in the day in the seventies, uh the majority of the Montreal Canadians were all French Canadians and they would have grown up within a very strong Catholic identity. The Catholic identity was part of the French Canadian identity.
1: Absolutely, they were intertwined. Not so much anymore. Right, but But even even with that, soccer and making the sign of the cross. You had given an article, me an article to read about all the various Catholic um, players who had, sorry, players on Team Canada who had gone to Catholic high school.
0: Exactly. Surprised quite a few. I received this week as part of their parish initiative. It just showed up in the mailbox this week. The Catholic Register which is a a great Catholic newspaper out of Toronto. Uh, One of our former guests, uh, Deacon Pedro, mentioned it when he was on the show as well. Uh, And a lot of great news stories from a Catholic perspective or with Catholic subject matter. And on the front page, it wasn't the article on the front page, but they had a thing on the front page. uh, Catholic roots run deep on the Canadian squad. And it, it went on to talk about you know how eight members of the canadian men's world cup soccer team at one point or another whether it was elementary school high school or post secondary went to a catholic school
1: right and i think three of those went to the same catholic high school just outside of toronto correct yes. robert st edmund campion
0: yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and again one of our former guests david patterson who was the chaplain at Campion. I did so, not remember that. there must be like just great times at that school this week.
1: Absolutely. Right. No classes taught during those uh, soccer games. That's for sure.
0: No. I mean, classes are being ter- barely being taught during the soccer games as it is now. And that's just, <laughs> again, a whole other conversation the other day, but between the smartphones and the laptops, uh, you know, trying to yeah. keep the kids interested in the lesson <laughs> oh. while they're, they're, they're watching the soccer game. Absolutely. But again, just a, a great public, witness to
1: to the the faith faith. yeah
0: now yourself sir any shout outs before we finish well
1: there was just that one i had mentioned earlier on i think my uh mother-in-law she did stay awake for one of our episodes and uh she did not fall asleep did not her insomnia you know (laughs) god bless (laughs) mrs coop and and it kept her going and she really enjoyed the last episode i think robert and said that we, she really, it was one of her favorite episodes. So she's staying awake now for all the episodes. So big shout out to her for. So Mrs. Coop, if you're still awake, thank you very much for uh, hanging in there. (laughs) And I do have a few more, but we'll save them for another episode. There's always a few to go. Does she fall asleep every time you have a conversation with her? No, just during pints and pews until the most recent one. So she's probably going to, yeah, she's. So what you're saying, it's
0: not you, it's me.
1: It's, yeah, we don't yeah. want to, yeah. She's usually awake when I speak to her in person.
0: Okay. Well, buddy, it's been great. I'm looking here. My hourglass is pretty much empty as the time yeah. has flown by.
1: Mine is just completely empty. Just finished the last trip there. yeah I'm the one
0: who's talking so much. What did you think of the German Phil? I liked lager? it.
1: It, and like, again, it was a taste that i never had before. So that first sip or two, yeah, okay, this is what we're tasting. And then by the last sip, it was like, this is, I'm really enjoying this now. I would definitely get it again.
0: And you're right. I just had another nice long sip. Yeah. There is a there is a caramel taste to that.
1: Yeah, but it's just a it's, it's just nice lager. It, you can tell it's a craft beer, Robert. You know, sometimes you get those generic beers. We won't mention any names, but we all have them in Canada, the States, the most popular ones. The ones that are mass produced, just kind of like, you know, Budweiser sitting in a stadium in Qatar, not being, not, <laughs> not being, being drank because of the fact that you can't. But and this one yeah. was, you could have a couple of these, very nice and, you know, it's smooth, it goes down. To, you can tell workmanship has been put into that beer, and that's why I
0: love the Kitchissippi beers.
1: I know. I could see why you like that. I can't wait to try the other eleven. Not tonight, but
0: not, not 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 all in one go. Not all no. in one
1: go. No, 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 it was. They were good beers. I will get them again.
0: Yeah, and I've thoroughly enjoyed that as well, along with the conversation.
1: Absolutely, right? it, it, it was a great conversation, and it was just it was we covered a lot of things tonight, uh, Robert, Yeah. for sure. And Advent's upon us, and I guess the lesson for tonight is don't eat so much when I go to my various socials.
0: Happy New Year. Now, just before we wrap up here, Dennis, perhaps there's one small favor we could
1: ask of our listeners. Yeah, if you could take a quick moment and a couple of clicks to follow the Pints and Pews podcast on your favorite platform and give us a review. And while you're at it, give us a like on Facebook
0: and drop us a line either there or at pintsandpews at gmail.com. We always enjoy hearing from our listeners. Chat again soon, my friend. God willing, And until then, Dennis, why don't you remind our listeners of the wise words
1: of G.K. Chesterton. In Catholicism, the pint, the pipe, and the cross can all fit together. God bless.